Welcome to SEO 101, your introductory course on search engine optimization. So, turn on your computers, open your minds, grab your mouse, and get ready to get back to the basics. SEO 101 on webmasterradio.fm is now in session. Is now in session. Hello and welcome to SEO 101 on webmasterradio.fm. This is Ross Dunn, CEO of Stepforth Web Marketing, and my co-host is John Carcutt, the Director of SEO and Social Media for Advanced Digital. Well, today we have to talk about the weather because it's so freaking cool. Scary slash... See, see I was going to jump right in. I was, I was going to jump straight into politics. You guys got a new prime minister up there. Well, what do we... You know, come on. Uh, <laughs> Poor Mark's going to get start mad at something us. somewhat exciting. <laughs> the uh, worst storm in recorded history barreling down on mexico right now oh yeah exactly Yikes. worst worst freaking winds anywhere ever over 200 miles an hour that's just amazing stained yeah i'm glad i'm not in Puerto. was it puerto Vallarta? yeah oh yeah. dear god wow Anybody who's heading down that way or has family or friends, please, please, we wish them well. Hope everything's safe. Everybody stays safe. Man. Yeah. Yeah. And I guess it's kind of silly that we're saying this. Come to think of it because this is probably going to air when <laughs> it's long gone. Anyway. Yeah, but we hope, um, we hope everybody stays safe. <laughs> stayed safe, yes. Yeah. Uh, in any case, uh, yes, Prime Minister, we have uh, uh, Justin Trudeau. Uh, whatever. It's all better than Harper. He was a nightmare. So that's good. <laughs> Canada is in safer hands. But you, you do have to see the um, the video from, is it, uh, what was the one that, um, the late, late show? No. Darn it. Second here. I will find out his name. John uh, Oliver? Not John Oliver. It's the guy that replaced him. Um, Trevor Daily Noah. Show. The Daily Show. Thank you. Yeah. Noah, Trevor, Trevor Noah, one of those things. Yeah. Anyway, he does this phenomenal thing on Canada's. <laughs> I saw that. That was pretty funny. That was, I was howling. Anyway, very funny. Um, let's just jump right into this. Uh, so, lots to cover today. Holy cow. But Google Yahoo deal signed, but Bing not out. Interesting. So I know this yeah. was uh, a paid, essentially a, a search deal to get Google results in there in Yahoo. So explain. Well, it's interesting because we know that Bing just signed last year a brand new deal with Yahoo. Marissa Meyer re-upped. But what I didn't realize is they only agreed in the deal that they would provide um, 51% of the results. So that left up 49% open for Yahoo either to take over themselves or sign with somebody else. Apparently, Google is somebody else. Um, so they're going to be doing – and they still may do some of their own as well. But we know at least 49% of those results are now going to either be Google or Yahoo specifically. And Bing's only going to keep 51% for right now. The really interesting thing I thought was that this – because of the contract they signed with Google, because of all the issues they're having in the European Union and India, this they're, they're not doing this. Yahoo's not using Google in Europe or India, which is interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, but all that said, they still need – the whole thing needs approval. I mean, the FTC, whoever approves this kind of stuff, has to say, yeah, okay, go ahead and do it. Um, it's interesting. Yeah, because more Google stuff, yet more on the, on the, in, the, in everyone's eyes. I mean, it has to – yeah, that has to be checked out, no doubt. No doubt, there's enough coverage by them already. Yeah, but I mean, if they were going to block the 
this from Google and Yahoo, they would have blocked Bing and Yahoo. That's even a bigger percentage of Yahoo search results, 51% instead of 49. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, Google already has how much percentage of the, of the now, a 60-something in the it's, States? It's, so. it's still in the 70s. I think it's the low Is it 70s. still in the 70s? Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Well, and anyway, um, then adding Yahoo on top of that? So they get another 2%? Ooh, yeah. Well, hey, it's still going to be looked at by justice. <laughs> In Europe, they'd, they'd have their head. <laughs> now, actually, actually, if you think about it, though, I mean, Yahoo being together are at about, uh, what, is it, what is it? 20? Uh, it's, it's, it's in the mid-20s, right? So that is a big chunk, but I don't know how much of that will fall off. I mean, because right now it's 100% Binghu, right? It's the combination of the two. <laughs> Once this happens, what yeah, are the numbers? Yeah, Bing. No, it's Bing. Who? <laughs> <laughs> I remember then, that argument. <laughs> yeah, and then there was somebody on my Facebook wall was saying, "What's the new one called?" I said, "Goo Who," and it's going to be CEO'd by Cindy Lou Who. <laughs> <laughs> oh yes, we love our industry. Yes. <laughs> But anyway, it's Guhu is the best combination name out there yet, I think. That is true. I have to give you that. That's a good one. Definitely Guhu. Oh, Guhu. Especially when it becomes another sad, sad breakup. Yes. Yes, as always. So but it's uh, going to be interesting to watch. I think, I think it'll take some time, probably beginning of next year, when this will really start having an impact on us, um, if it does, if it gets approved. So, but it's something to keep an eye out on. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. So I got a couple pieces of, of, of kind of off the wall stuff that I wanted to share with you before we get into some great questions from our listeners. Um, so first of all, the CBC in, in Canada is a, is a big uh, radio uh, radio news provider, and it's just phenomenal. I love it. Um, and they've got a show called The Current, which is outstanding. Anyway, they just did an interview with Google's chief internet evangelist, uh, the uh, internet pioneer Vince Cerf. Uh, he was one of the guys who created ARPANET. Um, that ultimately led to the net. So obviously, <laughs> a father he's, of the internet. He's 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 well well more responsible. I mean, if you're going to say I invented the internet, that's the guy who can actually say it. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. It, well, and Tim Berners Lee is the one who actually invented the World Wide Web. Right, so, right. Pretty big, he, but uh, <laughs> in any case, uh, he fears for the future of the history of the internet. Of course, I had to listen to that as soon as I heard that advertised, and it was fascinating. And not, um, and not the his, not the history of the internet, history nope. on, on the, the yeah. internet. Yeah, yeah. So well, all the clear. content, all of the files, all of the software, all of the operating systems, uh, even the hardware. He's afraid, and it makes perfect sense that, say, a hundred years from now, a lot of the great, or maybe not so great, but still content that should be indexed won't be able to because there won't be any way to access it because. A system architecture, operating systems, software, all of these things will advance so much, but in a different direction that they won't be able to read these files anymore. Um, so he's talking about, and he didn't say that Google was going to do this, but obviously it makes perfect sense they will, um, he, that they have to make some, in some manner or another, they have to keep copies of every piece of software that had any kind of uh, file that was commonplace um, every operating system, they have to be able to access this content in a thousand years from now. Uh, and really, that does, if you think about it, my God, can you imagine how much, how many pieces of program that has to be? That, that's true, because I've seen research that has shown that like an ast- astronomical amount of human knowledge 
has been created in just the past hundred years. I mean, we're mm-hmm. talking 60, 70% of all human knowledge has been, you know, has just come about in the last hundred or so years. And to your point, a thousand years from now, who the heck knows what our knowledge is going to be and what's going to happen to that, that we've just created. That's, that's an interesting point. It's like yeah. right now, right now, if you wanted to go and um, you had the, the very first program you ever wrote in basic, mine was actually a character generator for an RPG game, right? I wrote it in basic programming language and it was on a floppy disk. And if I wanted to go load that in somewhere, I don't know how I could do it. A, the language is different. B, where am I going to find a floppy disk drive to put it in in the first place, mm-hmm. right? If you're when not, it works. This, yeah, when it works. <laughs> That's a really interesting, interesting observation. Yeah, and 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 you know that he's paid to think like this, think ahead, and 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 he also, you know, he was mentioning he's got PowerPoint presentations from back, you know, fifteen, to, well, whatever when PowerPoint was started. Probably the existing PowerPoints can't even open that. <laughs> you know, it's 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 stunning yeah, how much is changed. Yeah, I've I've got PowerPoints that my existing PowerPoint can't open. <laughs> <laughs> Probably shouldn't actually. <laughs> yeah, that's true too. There's definitely files I hope never get opened again. That's for sure. <laughs> anyway, it was really, really good. So if anyone wants to look it up, it was a really good inter- interview on The Current, CBC's The Current. Um, and it's an interview with Vint Cerf, V-I-N-T, and his last name is C-E-R-F. Very well done. Um, and another note, um, I had a meeting today with one of my, my better clients, and, and it was it was interesting. We got into some paperclick, which is obviously not part of the show, but it, it had some interesting connotations. What he had said here, he he's a he's a, a hotel chain. He works in the hotel chain, and and they're extremely frustrated by the power that OTAs or online travel agencies have over them because they sign these agreements with them. They have to because places like Expedia, all these places, have so much power. That means so much power that they'd be silly not to, right? They have to get that traffic. However, along in that traffic or or along with that contract, it says these OTAs are allowed to bid on their own brand names. So all of a sudden, the OTAs are getting a ton of the the business that's supposed to be coming to them. And what's happening, and you think, oh, wine, wine, they're losing some money. Well, it's not just that. People are upset, like guests get upset because they swore they made their reservation with them, but no, they made it with the OTA. And it, and it, it confuses them because they're being found under the same brand name. And it makes a, a hell of a nightmare for them to manage. Uh, and he thinks it should be illegal, for, or they should not be allowed to. There should be some regulation there that they should not be allowed to bid on your brand name. And I wonder, should that extend to SEO? It's a more, way more stickier question. I, I agree with the pay-per-click thing, by the way. I think that's ridiculous. But so I, I, I did pay-per-click management for a while, many years ago, and this has been an argument, a conversation, a discussion for probably f- since the beginning of PPC. I know 12 years mm-hmm. ago when I was doing it, we were having this exact same conversation. So it's not, it's not something that's new. Um, I know or I believe the rules on it have fluctuated at Google over time. I think at one point it was um, something you could not do, and then it came back. I could be wrong. Someone that is into PPC will correct me if I am. No, it's totally open. I'm doing the right, courses right now, now, and it's totally oh, open. Oh, no. Right now, I know it is. Right now, it is open. Yeah. But I think there were, were times in the past 12 years where it wasn't. Um, and it's this is not a new thing. It's not a new – it might be new – from the aspect that there are many more sites now that can be um, like the Expedias and those sites that are very, very strong and powerful with huge budgets that can leverage this much, much better than some small guy can, right? That that didn't that wasn't always the case. Um, but this is this is not a new thing, not at all. 
No, I, I realize that. But what I found was was really interesting is to think about it from an SEO perspective. Should they be allowed to optimize for your brand name too? Or should they block them? Should it be part of the deal? Should that it be blocked? And really they're just building their, um, their strength on their own brand, people going to their site. I don't know. I know that's way I, I, stickier, but. No, I, I don't think it's an issue in SEO because I think there's some part of the reason we have brand bias in the organic search results is just this. And we know there are brand biases in organic search results. Mm-hmm. Uh, brands do much better for their own names than they do anything else. So I don't think it's as big of an issue if it is an issue at mm-hmm. all in, in organic. Um, there might be places – I don't think I've ever seen it, really. I mean, Expedia is going to do great for its own brand name. But if you have a website and you're doing well with your own website, you're going to rank well for your own brand. Even You're going to beat out Expedia's. You're going to beat out the bigger name in most cases. Uh, where you're going to start having problems is when you're doing non-brand searches. And those bigger, more powerful sites are going to beat you hand over fist every time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, in this case, it's it, 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 it holds true. I type in their business name, I see them first, and then all the OTAs. Right. <laughs> um, anyway, it, it's fascinating to me, uh, the whole thing. Um, I haven't thought about it for so long because I don't personally do the pay-per-click. I've got someone else who does. But it's, mm-hmm. it's really interesting to, uh, to think about how these things are still around. These issues are still around, and Google still hasn't had to deal with them. So uh, it's interesting that Google hasn't taken the same approach that a lot of these social sites have done when it comes to this kind of thing with verified sites, right? If you're if you have that little symbol that says this is verified, this is a verified user or verified site, why can't you do that for the PPC ads that are actually from that advertiser using that brand name? Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Possibly even in the organic at some point. Very good idea. Of course, that would lose them some money. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> It's a good idea for us, not so much for them. <laughs> <laughs> so that won't happen. Not until they're forced to. Although, you never know. The EU's sure handing them an ass on a plate. So yeah. uh, we'll see. Anyway, let's take a quick break. And when we come back, we've got some really in-depth SEO questions you guys are, I think, you're going to find quite interesting. We'll be right back. SEO 101 will be back right after recess. Hey, this is Danny Sullivan to talk to you about Bruce Clay Incorporated. They've made Inc. Magazine's list of growing private businesses and have exhibited and sponsored at my conferences since the very beginning. You've seen their search engine relationship chart or you've read their SEO code of ethics, so you know their SEO experts, but did you know they can help you with PBC, web analytics, web design, marketing strategy, promotion, and branding? Yep, get everything you need for success in the online marketplace. You can check it out from the professionals at Bruce Clay Incorporated. For over 10 years with offices worldwide, they've got the answers you need. Check them out today at BruceClay.com. Great websites today need expert web design and development and need to be e-commerce ready and mobile friendly. But building a marketable and profitable website can be an uphill climb. Ready to make your new website or replace your existing website? Think Orange as the new way to get in the black. Orange Hill Development works with Fortune 500 companies and offer the same top quality development service at a fraction of what other providers charge. Brands like Absolute, Carlsberg, and Nestle trust Orange Hill Development. Find out why you should trust your website with Orange Hill. Contact Orange Hill for a consultation today at orangehilldevelopment.com. Introducing Rumble, the smart mobile management system, the first end-to-end mobile platform where you can make real-time app modifications from a point-and-click dashboard. Want to change the design of your app? Point-click, and it's live in real-time. Want to change the ad map of your app? Point-click, and it's live in real-time. Want to change the content mix of your app? Point-click, 
and it's live in real time. Power your mobile business with Rumble. Are you ready to rumble? Visit www.rumble.me. Okay, class, take your seats and no talking. Recess is over and SEO 101 is back in session. Only on webmasterradio.fm. Welcome back to SEO 101 on webmasterradio.fm. Hosted by John Carcutt, the Director of SEO and Social Media for Advanced Digital, and myself, Ross Dunn, CEO of Stepforth Web Marketing, Inc. All right. Brad King, you've got a show... You got a question, and thank you for posting it. This is your longtime listener. Actually, he has, a, he has a number of questions. <laughs> yes, he's got a few here. So he says, I'm new to SEO and have some basic questions, and I would like your opinion or review of my site. I set up the URL structural to be hierarchical, uh, and he gives us an example. The site is ranking well in organic search, but we just fell out of the three-pack in local search. What tips would you give for the site? Well, first of all, um, <laughs> that three-pack is a vicious bugger um i i was talking to john about this i think it's a bit of a mystery exactly how to stay in there i've had a lot of success getting there it's sticking there i we tend it fluctuates we see it fluctuate all the time i unless you're an extremely strong brand i don't see it being that sticky uh, but you john you're mentioning some ways that you've seen it work yeah, I've seen I've seen backlink profiles to the websites having more of an impact than they had when it was a seven pack, I believe. Um just the fact that it went from a seven pack to a three pack make oh. makes local search so more important for the for local businesses. And I wouldn't be a bit surprised if Google is intentionally rotating um results in there just to keep everybody in the game a little bit. I'm not sh- so you know, I've seen what you've seen as well, Ross. But it's like, you know, where you you used to be able to say, okay, if we build a really strong organic profile, it's going to help us if we have all of our local search factors in line, right? Um, I think now that even is more the case. You've got to have that the, the the organic side buttoned up really hard and really tight to do well in that three pack. Yeah, it's. Uh, I wish we could give you a better answer than that, Brad. But uh, it's, uh, it's it's words that I can't use on the show. <laughs> uh, you can use them. We can we can get them bleep for you. <laughs> yeah, bleep 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 bleep. bleep. There we go. Um, okay, <laughs> so uh, why don't you take the next question here, John? So he's all, he has some other ones. Follow up questions. He says, uh, "Does having keywords in the URL matter for SEO? If not, would it be advisable to simplify the URL structure of a site?" Um, I still go by the standard rule of thumb that you should be able to look at a URL on a piece of paper and have a relatively good understanding of what you're going to find if you were to click that link. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, that said. Just in the past couple of months, I think John Mueller made a statement on some one of his uh, his weekly talks that he does, the Webmaster Talks on, on Google+, Plus, um, talking about how they really don't use that as a ranking factor anymore, keywords in the URLs. So I'm 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 just old school. I'm gonna have I'm gonna have a really clean, good URL for my sites. Um, but according to what they're saying now, it doesn't have that much of an impact, if any, at all, as far as ranking. Yeah, I mean, it does show up in the rankings, though. Um, if if you have the words, they are bolded. It shows up. I'm not saying that has any impact on out the actual algorithm, but it does make you stand out a little bit more in the actual search results. Tiny, yeah. 
Um, but I do agree with John. I, I work from the same principle. You should be able to look at the URL, know where you are on the site or where you're going. Uh, just makes a lot of sense. And it's, hell, it's a lot easier to manage, too, from a, a webmaster's point of view. So, but, but that said, you know, Brad, when we look at that URL that you gave us as a, as a sample with your, your hierarchical <laughs> structure, your URL has oh. is way too long. The first section, the about us, is one, two, three, four, five, six, seven words in that directory. That's just that's that's overkill. Yeah. You just need to say about us, right? Yeah, exactly. You can still read that. You can still understand where you're probably gonna what you're gonna find on that page as a human if you're looking at that. You don't have to have all that other stuff. That these other words in there are not doing you any good. Yeah, that's that's not helping SEO at all. If in fact that's over optimization, just take that out. Just make them really clear, clear and concise, and and that really applies to SEO on your page too. Don't worry about adding this content, the, these keywords. Just worry about writing something that's good, something that people will find succinct, useful, and yeah, make sure that the overall uh, the overall sense of what you're writing is in line and relevant to the page and the site. Um, and that, by logic, by just will include the synonyms, include the things that, that, that Google appreciates and will reward you for. Yep. So this second question, Rashi, this is the one you and I scratched our heads over. We're really yeah. not sure what you mean with this, Brad. If you can go back in the site and your, your second question, I'm not sure what you mean about multiple sites on the root domain. Um, could, if you can clear that up, maybe we can help you answer that question. But as it stands right now, I'm not really sure what you're asking. Yeah, and we don't want to guess. We've got a few guesses, but we don't want to go that route. And, <laughs> yeah. Know, give some fair fair uh, answers to some other people here. But you do have another question, though. But we are going to guess said, on, on the next person's question, just to, just to give you a little heads up. We're going to yeah, guess. Yeah, that's true. Uh, <laughs> number three, you said here, I'm looking at adding a blog. Would it be best to add it under home about us blog and keep the same URL structure as patient testimonials? I would like to put it at domain slash blog, but I want to SEO, no, SEO optimize, search engine optimize it as I believe it will be in the main page of the site. All right. Well, um, <laughs> I, I, this, this is something that's very common for people, someone who's getting into SEO. Totally understandable. You're, you're overthinking a little bit. Um, really, when it comes down to it, just put the blog where it makes sense to have a blog. Um, the, the, the structure of a blog uh, I know this is something that we've, we've covered a few in a, a t- few times in the past. Um, you can get quite in depth about that and how you know certain portions of, you know, should you have the archives block, should you have categories block, should you tags well, I mean it gets pretty intense, but when it comes to where it's placed it, it's not a big deal. I mean John, would you agree? Yeah, yeah, just don't put it on a subdomain and I would yeah. yeah. And I think you might be getting a little bit of cross t- cross terminology here because at one point you're asking about do you add it under home slash about us slash blog, which is part of your navigation structure, and then you refer to it or should I change it to something that is really describing your architecture structure. So you've got two different things at play here that you might be confusing as well, right? Personally, yes, I'd put my blog, if it's going to be a really good source of content, I'd put it as a direct link off the homepage to a subdirectory directly off the root of the site. And it's pretty much as simple as that. Yeah, great. Okay, before we get to the next question, we're going to take a quick break. We'll be right back. SEO 101 will be back right after recess.
Is buying something that is made in the USA important to you? How do you know that it really is made in the USA? Certified Inc. is the only supply chain audit company on the planet which qualifies country of origin labeling. If it's important to you as a consumer to know where the products you buy and use in your own home come from, then it's also important for your customers. Visit us at madeinusa.net and find out more. Go to madeinusa.net because it's that important. Reinventing keyword research, simplifying campaign optimization, redefining competitive analysis. SpyFu brings you an entirely new way to find the most profitable keywords for your SEO and PPC campaigns. New tools, new data, and a brand new look. We've streamlined SpyFu so that you can optimize your search engine marketing more efficiently, more accurately, and more intuitively. Visit spyfu.com, that's S-P-Y-F-U.com, and start downloading your competitors' keywords now. Try it free. Whether you are an online business or domain name investor, you need access to the best names. With over 270 million domains already registered, finding the right names at the best price requires a great wingman. Namejet.com puts you in the pilot seat by giving you fast and unparalleled access to some of the best premium and expired domain names on earth. As the number one domain name auction platform, Namejet.com is the best place to find domains for your business or investments. So light the afterburners to the domain name aftermarket and fly over to Namejet.com at mock speed to get great domains today. Namejet.com Okay, class, take your seats and no talking. Recess is over and SEO 101 is back in session. Only on webmasterradio.fm Welcome back to SEO 101 on webmasterradio.fm Hosted by John Carcutt, the Director of SEO and Social Media for Advanced Digital, and myself, Ross Dunn, CEO of Stepforth Web Marketing, Inc. Mark Dawson, you've asked a few good questions here, uh, but I know John did a great job of reading this before, so I'll let you go ahead. So, uh, Mark, I, I had to, when I, when I put this in our notes for the show, I, I highlighted a couple of phrases in bold and red because they were definitely red flags for me, so... <laughs> Ross got a kick out of that. Anyway, um, <laughs> Mark says, I understand natural links through quality content sharing, et cetera, are the best course. But I came across a, across a insert red bold, uh, unique approach by an SEO service provider, um, close red bold, uh, recently. <laughs> okay, let's start right there before you even go on with the rest of the question. Anytime th- that you see something that nobody else is doing, that's a red flag to me. It's like, why isn't anybody else doing this if it's so good, right? Um, have you run across this, Ross? I mean, this is to me, this is a typical, uh, hold on, hold the phone here. Well, and you know what? To give Mark credit, he's asking us about it, right? So maybe he's yeah, the yeah. same thing. Very true. So that's the, when, you're, when, you're, when you see this, Mark, I hope that's the first question that you thought to myself is like, hey, this doesn't sound right. Okay. Mm-hmm. <laughs> now, here's the second start red bold. <laughs> <laughs> I have two different versions of very high quality content for each web page of my site, close Redbolt, right? One resides on the site, another is still waiting for use. Now I'm trying to understand a little bit why there are two different versions of very high quality content for each page of your site. Is it two different targetings? Is it I'm targeting the same topic, but I've written it two different ways? Um to me, that sounds like a lot of extra work that you didn't need to do in the first place. And I'm wondering what your motivation for that was to begin with. Um, 
why do you have two high quality pieces of content for one page? Why isn't it one big long piece of content? Why is it two? Are they how similar are they? A lot of questions come up when you say that. Just just want to put that off right out there out front. Um, okay, so here's the, here's here's the gist of Mark's questions. All right, so this 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 technique, this SEO service provider suggested they generate links to the on-site content through submissions elsewhere on the internet. They will then do link development on the submissions, utilizing the second version of the content. All right, so this is where Ross and I kind of we, we both look at this and we read it differently. Do you want to kind of say how you read this, Ross? <laughs> okay. So where it says this SEO provider okay, this is will generate links to the on-site content through submissions elsewhere on the internet. So to me, that means um, A is the original content, B are links. So they say um, they're uh, generating links to that piece of content A around the web. They will then do link development on the submissions, uh, submissions being those links, as far as I can tell, um, using the similar content to A. <laughs> and those, those, that similar content will be linking to those links. It's, it's, it, it smacks of a link wheel to me, but a, a very odd one. Uh, and link wheels are certainly frowned upon. Yeah, yeah um, and, there's, and I think we both looked at this as a link wheel with just different spokes, right? Yeah. <laughs> and what did, how did you see it? So yours was A is the on-site content, B is links to A, and C is the secondary content with links to B. So you're right. strengthening the B links that are going directly to A. I read it as A, we got this, we, we agree on this. A is the, the original content on site. B is the, has the secondary content published elsewhere with links to A, right? So B has links to A, and then C is link development to B to strengthen that link they put into A. Mm-hmm. Right, and it certainly I, makes more sense in the terms of a tech, quote unquote, out of date strategy. <laughs> yeah, but but I think I think either way we look at this, you know, yeah. whether it's whether it's your your definition or mine, it's not a good idea. No, <laughs> it's not a good idea at all. Yeah, so, I'm not saying they're not getting any results from this. They may actually mm-hmm. be getting some results, but they are not going to be long lasting. And they are also, it's I would imagine. In, it's highly disputed, disputable whether or not it's coming from this practice. Yeah, and, and, to, and to Mark's point, he does ask this last part of this question is, does this approach work today or long term? Is it black, white, or gray? So he's, he's to your point earlier, he is definitely trying to figure out is this something worth attempting. You know, I think both of us agree for, we're, we're out for long term results for our clients. Something like this could easily be flagged as a link wheel and get the client in trouble. I would absolutely say, no, I'm not going to do this for you. I'm not going to let somebody do it to one of my clients. Agreed. Yeah, I f- firmly agree with that. I think that uh, it's, I mean, a year goes past pretty quickly. You might get some good results in a year if it worked at all. Um, again, that's a huge if. Um, but then, you know, after that year, what happens? If Google snatches it, you're going to be in hot water. And I've seen many clients not get out of that. Um, yeah. It's just simply not worth it. It's, 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 it's another way to try to manipulate search. And anytime you're doing something where you think, I'm going to trick Google or I'm going to manipulate Google or I'm going to do something they won't be able to catch, you're going down the wrong path, right? You know, and, and a lot of people will, will say that, that this is just, you know, you're not being aggressive enough. You're just being too conservative when you think that way. But 
maybe I am. Maybe I am conservative. Maybe we are conservative, Ross. But the idea to me still will be and always will be to do well in search today. Your site has to be a resource. It has to be a place people want to come over and over again, which means you have to have a lot of good quality content that people need and appreciate. If or, you don't have, or in a, in a situation, I mean, I totally agree with you, but there are situations where you know, everyone can't be like the ultimate resource on accidents if you're an injury attorney. You can have great information. I think it's just having really good quality information and being extremely succinct about your theme throughout the whole site. And so the overall relevance is overpowering to a search engine and a user. When they go there, they're like, this is exactly what I needed. Then they, they stay or they maybe do a little bit of homework. But other than that, this is a great place for them to be. And that's, um, yeah. I, don't, I don't disagree with that. And I think it really comes down to what's your target market. If you're yeah. going after a large area, say you're in the U.S. and you want to cover nationally, you're going to have a tough time doing that without being the authority on, in your space. Very true. If you're a local business and, and you're trying to just get localized traffic and localized visitors to your, your, your store, whatever it is, you're not going to have to compete nationally, but you've got to be the local authority on your space. So it's going to be a little bit easier for you. It's got to be tied to your location and tied to your market. Great. Well, I think that's it for the show today. Thank you very much for joining us. Uh, if you have any questions you'd like to share with us, please feel free to post them on our Google Plus community page, easily found by searching SEO 101 on Google Plus. Have a great week, and remember to tune into future episodes, which air at 11 a.m. Pacific, 2 p.m. Eastern, every Wednesday on webmasterradio.fm. Thanks for listening, everybody. This has been a presentation of WebmasterRadio.fm, the world's largest business-to-business radio and podcast network. We welcome you to sample past episodes of this program, as well as our complete library of programs, on demand or on the air via our 24-7 live audio stream at www.WebmasterRadio.fm. The opinions expressed on this program are those of the guests and hosts and do not necessarily reflect those of WebmasterRadio.fm's management or sponsors. Any rebroadcast or redistribution without authorized consent of WebmasterRadio.fm is prohibited. You should be saving for the future, but savings accounts suck and investing can be scary. We combine the ease of savings with the real returns of investing. We call it Save Vesting, and it's only available in our new app, Stairs. Stairs offers 4 to 6% returns, no fees, and you can withdraw anytime. Do your future a favor. Visit stairsapp.com today.